0: Welcome back to Hey Look, Listen. My name is Liam Sheehan, and today is a very special episode. I'm joined by my good pal, Kevin O'Carroll, but I'm also joined by a new person to the podcast. Welcome, Johnny Wong. Hey, hello, Johnny. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Pleasure to be here. (laughs) Johnny is a good friend of (laughs) Kevin and I. And uh, one time I was drinking, I think, Kev, it was for your birthday, and we were just. We should get Johnny on the podcast. And I was so drunk that I kind of forgot it happened. <laughs> so, it had to, so it had to be brought up again to me. And then, like, finally, we were making a reality. So, Johnny, is this a kind of a, a long time listener, first time um guest thing? Or do you even listen to this podcast? Are you just happy to be here? Way to put him on the spot. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> no, no. Like, yeah. Like, I've been listening to the podcast, big fan. And I guess it wasn't so much that you invited me, as in I cornered you inside in the pub <laughs> and was like, "Semantics, put me on your podcast. <laughs> Let me be on.
2: Yeah, so it's I just a matter of perspective, to... really. It's essentially the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah I was like, we have, a, we have a list, you know, even though there was no list. No one ever asked. <laughs> you were the only person to ask, and it made me very excited that someone wanted to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: the fanboy. Yeah. A quick seven months later and here we are.
0: Yeah, it is yeah. it is that long, so sorry about that, but we're very happy to have you on here finally. <laughs> and it oh, was no, actually no. you it was actually you who came up with the topic of this episode as well. You kind of you were like, if we were on, maybe we could do this. And me and Kev looked at each other and we nodded and we went, This kid's got it. He's got yeah. the stuff. He's got the whole stuff. I
1: guess like I guess it started I was like playing I was big into like survival games at the time. Mm. playing like uh like subnautica the forest stranded deep those kind of games and yeah a lot of it's based around just getting food and then i was like okay a podcast about food and just consumables in video games sounds like a good topic no
0: i absolutely, yeah, absolutely i'm worried about what i have to say which is why i'm going to rely <laughs> on you <D2. laughs> 2 my good my good pals no no it is i, I, I absolutely agree with you it's less, also like i don't know if i should re- reveal this on air but like back in the early days, I was like, you know, cultivating. I oh, will do an episode on this. Now I'm just like, oh, you have a topic idea. Let's do it because I'm running fresh out of those ideas. You know, <laughs> <laughs> If someone yeah. has an idea for an episode, title, I'm like, yeah, let's mm. fucking do it. Why not? And I, I but yeah, I don't want to reduce it, though. It is a great um, uh, topic idea. And I'm very excited to get into it. It is.
2: It absolutely is a great mm-hmm. idea. And I, I don't want it to... What I'm about to say to take away from the greatness of the idea, but just in case any listeners can tell, that sound that sound that you can hear in the background is us actively scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, no, I, don't, so, I don't. I don't so think this, so, this will so, be a probably. good one. I'm confident, but next couple, I don't know.
0: Let's look at it. Let's look at it like this way. You know, a lot of people out there are talking about let's say Resident Evil Four, but how many people out there are talking about food and video games? I think it's a lot <laughs> less. You know.
1: Yeah. I think maybe three people. (laughs) (laughs) It's us. us. (laughs) There's literally three people in the world right now talking about food and video games.
0: (laughs) Now, I don't know if this will reveal you as someone who in fact doesn't listen to our podcast, but I don't know if you know. But before we get into the main topic, we always talk about what games we're currently playing. And as our very special guest, would you like to go first, Johnny, and talk about what you're playing at the moment, anything you've got going on?
1: Absolutely. Well, it's the first game I actually pre-ordered since cyberpunk 2077 Ooh, okay. and well yeah look the less said about that the better i remember i look cyberpunk 27 pre-ordered that on ps4 mm. absolute nightmare absolute yeah. nightmare but the game in question yeah. is final fantasy 16 i never Ooh. heard of it and <laughs> what a game what a game i mean look I think my favorite game pretty much of all time, well, definitely in the Final Fantasy series, is Final Fantasy X. Oh, nice Um, game. But it is, no. But it is a completely different game to 16. You can Mm. tell that they're going in a very kind of new direction. You kind of saw it with 15, with the combat, and, you know, like, I think I think the beauty of the Final Fantasy games, it it is always a Final Fantasy game, and mm. in sixteen, I know they took a lot of um, uh, like wisdom and inspiration from the Game of Thrones series. Yeah,
0: definitely, yeah. but it's, definitely-
1: it's a lot. Like it, it just seems a lot more grittier and darker now. You know, And sexy. The way, the, like the way <laughs> it's going, I think they want to be the triple game. You know. They like they want to be up there with like the God of Wars, you know. Yeah. They they really want to push the envelope. Um I'm really enjoying it. Certain parts I'm not quite too sure of. Like, you know, some of the side quests can be a bit vetchy, you know. You have to drop this meal over to this person and they'll give you a bit of dialogue and then you repeat and repeat. But as far as the storyline goes, I mean I don't know how many hours I'm into it now but I'm a decent way in and the storyline itself is just incredible like yeah um the the set pieces <laughs> with like you know the icons and all that like really really enjoying that
2: yeah I haven't I haven't gotten around to playing any of it yet, but like from an outsider's perspective it does seem to be the two things that keep coming up again and again is like the strength of the story and the sort of the spectacle of those icon battles and it sounds like they've those are the two things that they've chosen to forefront in the game and they've absolutely fucking nailed them they might not have nailed everything but i think it definitely sounds like they've done enough to make it a worthwhile experience you know i think um some of the criticisms that i've heard of it is something you've brought up already like maybe the, the side quests are a bit time wasty and a bit fetchy but like, you can live with that if that's yeah. the downtime between these huge moments, you know?
0: The, the side the side, the, the side, quest is kind of what's choking a little bit for me. Some of them are good, and some of them have really good world building, but I just find the writing in them so dry, especially since I've decided to do all of them. And if I could yeah. actually go back and play the game again, I wouldn't do most of them, to be honest. I actually think it's easily my least favourite thing about the game. It's just because they're so long. And talky and like I said, kind of dry. It actually has ruined the pacing of the entire game for me. So my advice to people would be, and I know people would be fighting against me, kind of going, oh, just "All the world building you get getting, the extra story for the ancillary characters." I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck it." I think it'd be a better game without without the side quests. Honestly, I really do. I, I, would, I would, yeah, I would, I, would, I would skip them all on my second replay.
1: I would I completely agree. um It's kind of like a thing where, like, okay, we. We need to have side quests, like that's the really important thing to have, and mm. they're just put in there for the sake of it. Like you know, obviously you get more experience. You know, you get like you know, you kind of you can kind of grind with them as well, and you get extra items. Yeah. But I don't. I I find that they rarely add to the overall storyline, the overall narrative. Yeah. Like yeah. if I would compare it to say like The Witcher Three, mm. where you would do a side quest in that and it would open up completely different realms of the story yeah. that you would otherwise miss if you didn't do them. Yeah. yeah.
3: So interesting.
1: I think, look, I think they can build on that. Um, but look, I, I think I like the, I like the general direction. Um, I like the, the kind of the linearity of it as well. Um I know you, you kind of have an open area, but it's at the same time it's still you're going through kind of a tunnel. You're going through one direction. Yeah. And you don't really have the open worldness of it, which I would love because I kinda of love that about the Final Fantasy games, if you get me.
2: Yeah, I think the like a big criticism of thirteen was the linearity and the and the sort of the, the, the corridor nature of it. With sixteen, and again, haven't played it, haven't even played the demo. That's kind of something that's that's almost appealing to me, is that? Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm so kind of burned out on open worldy stuff that if they can make something that's linear, and use the linearity, linearity, linear, linear, (laughs) straightforwardness, to tell to tell the story that they want to tell, because in a linear game they can control the beats and the pacing a lot better. Because in an open world game, you can go away for twenty hours doing bullshit and then come back to the main quest, but when it's linear they can have a more authored approach to the pacing of the story. And it does sound like the story yeah. is like the big success of the game. So maybe, maybe the linearity was a sacrifice they had to make in order to be able to tell the story they wanted to.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe, I guess, I guess, no, I guess my gripe about it is that obviously like the set pieces and the narrative are insane, but it's, <laughs> I, I think, and um, it kind of feels like that there's not much else around when you're in the open world areas like you know i can i can feel like that like so some of the environments and even some of the towns feel a little bit dead maybe yeah. look yeah maybe, maybe like i'll um i'll be look at it again when i finish the game you know because obviously like you know there might be more down the road so um i'll uh i'll withhold complete judgment until i finish the game yeah
0: well, let's talk about all the partial nudity that's in it, because there's actually a lot of partial nudity that's in it, and I'm very excited by that. I grew up with these chaste Final Fantasy games where, like, oh, will they give a bit of a kiss at the end? And this one's like, ah, we're our clothes are wet. Let's get fucking naked and have a heart to heart. Or cuts to the villains and they're naked in a bed. You know, just tiny bit of you know, bit of fabric over a nipple. And I'm like, this, is, this, this, this is the new Final Fantasy. This is the new era, and they all have English accents. I'm think I'm think I'm watching fucking Bridgerton. Yeah, you had to you had to
2: spend hours going online googling furiously to find your Final Fantasy characters in the nip.
0: Finally the PlayStation 5 has become the home center for all my needs, you know.
2: Truly I mean, a next gen experience.
0: It's, 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 it sounds like there's a career in a
1: erotic novelry for you there, you know? Yeah, the, was, the fabric <laughs> draping over the nipple.
0: And then, don't, and, don't then, and then she was and then she leaned in, she leaned in and whispered in his ear listen to Hey Look Listen releases every second Wednesday and you know I I get that in there you know (laughs) exactly but Kev honestly my game I'm playing at the moment is Final Fantasy 16 as well and I think the next I'm near the end of it I think the next time we record I'll probably have finished it and I'll have a kind of an overall impression so I'm just gonna um, bow out and move on to you
2: okay yeah i will be definitely interested in hearing from both you guys when you do finish it Mm. um, what the final takeaway is because I do think From what you've described of it, it does sound like if they can stick the landing with sort of final set pieces and the ending of the plot, it will make the kind of shitty elements worthwhile. And if they lose the run of themselves with the ending, it probably won't. So I do think a lot hinges on that. I'd be very interested to hear.
0: I'm guessing I'm I'm four-fifths of the way through it. And what I'll say is I don't think it's a modern masterpiece, but it's a very, very good game and I'm really enjoying it.
2: Cool. So, from my point of view, I've played a couple of bits and pieces since we recorded last. I'm still um, still working my way through a lot of short games on Game Pass and stuff. But one thing I played recently that I'll talk about now is the demo for the upcoming um, Pinocchio themed Souls like (laughs) Lies of P.
3: And I know
2: some some people will hear Pinocchio themed Souls like and assume (laughs) either I'm taking the piss or I am you know, the biggest loser of all time. And, you know, one of those might be true, but I am being serious and it is excellent. It's way better than it has any right to be. I saw it when it was announced and assumed that it would be like, at best some A fucking Eurojank, something that, that, you know, is a just an idea that ha- that has no chance of actually working. Um, and then I, the demo came out and I started hearing some good feedback about it. And then I eventually downloaded it and tried it out for myself. And, buddy, it's good um, I know, Liam, that you are a big Bloodborne fan um, In fact, yeah. we discussed it on this podcast On the very first episode that Wait,
1: I was on Wait, is, 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 what's the name of the game? Is it, is it called Woodborne?
0: No <laughs> Wait, where did you get it? You heard Pinocchio and Soulsborne And you absolutely made that up in your head brilliant. No, brilliant And you're being recorded, Johnny I know you're new to this, but I have it I have it in recording <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, it absolutely should be called Woodborne. no it's, it's called, a it's, better, called uh, it's a way
0: it's better called, name <laughs> no but what, what's it
2: actually called <laughs> it's actually called lies of p as in pinocchio ah. and, and, and his lying um Woodborne is so much better Woodborn is so much better <laughs> um, it um it it functionally it plays very like bloodborne it's 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 very much intended to have that same sort of feel of sort of frantic uh, like push forward combat um it has, you know, uh, similar sort of trick weaponry idea where you're you're, you're you have a one me- melee weapon you can kind of use it in different ways. It has that sort of that that soulsborn thing of um, you know big spectacle boss fights and ramping up difficulty, uh, but it also has going for it just the weirdest fucking plot I've come across in a while because it is grimdark Pinocchio. It's Pinocchio it's set in a, in a world where like Geppetto has made these puppets that have all gone mad it's like the puppet frenzy and they started butchering humans and like you play as pinocchio who's like tasked with fighting off the hordes of puppets and it's there's just something about like little marionette like policemen like tearing people limb from limb (laughs) that is just a very unsettling (laughs) image um so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, definitely interested, definitely keeping an eye on it. It's a cool premise, it's a cool setting, and gameplay-wise, it's basically Bloodborne, and Bloodborne is basically perfect. So, if they can keep that up, I think it's going to be uh, definitely going to be one to watch.
1: Oh, man, that's, no, that sounds interesting. I mean, look, the, the Souls-like games are really big now at the moment, like, you know, so...
2: Mm. Yeah, off the back of Elden Ring in particular.
1: Yeah, yeah, which I have like, look, I don't really like the Souls-like games. I know, Kevin, yeah. you'll, you'll hate me for that
2: yeah i i I completely understand someone not liking it i think um like the the inherent design of them is something that people can just fundamentally bounce off and if it's not for you that's fine you know i I would never judge someone for not liking it i personally love them there's something about the sort of the the frustration in it in playing them that sort of just tickles a part of the back of my brain that that keeps me interested but it is kind of like self-harm in a way (laughs) <laughs> um, but just more entertaining oh,
1: they like no they're they're they're, they're masochistic games like yeah. call yeah. me old fashioned but if I kill someone they better stay dead and if I die <laughs> I do want to see them again come back through the level I killed you last time stay yeah. dead
0: uh, no unfortunately yeah. not that's not the way it works Now, Johnny I yeah. was a late bloomer I was a late bloomer to these games so maybe, maybe someday I didn't get into them till literally last year I got into Bloodborne and Elden Ring they're still the only two I've played so there's time yeah self-flagellation yeah, just, just... is everyone for me you know <laughs> i like being angry That's... to the point of tears uh, at a computer you know? yeah. <laughs>
2: for several hours at
0: controller... a
1: time controllers are expensive these days man <laughs> i can't be going through like
2: yeah i don't know if i've told the story on this podcast on but i actually did break a um uh, a playstation 4 controller playing dark souls 3
0: oh. did you... I, um... what, what you hit it off of
2: I didn't hit it off anything. I caved in the middle of it with my thumbs. I was trying to rage quit the game by pressing <laughs> the S button in the middle, yes. and I just caved in the controller.
1: It's actually grimmer for some reason. It's, it's like crumbling so bad, into yeah. dust in your foot in your yeah. hands. Yeah,
2: basically. Yeah, that was the point. Yeah. I was like, I think I need to put this down for a while.
1: I've I've broken many controller playing FIFA Online. Yeah. it is the Come most. It is no. the most rage inducing game. <laughs>
2: Oh. Yeah, I suppose at least at least there's another person on the other end then if you're playing FIFA online because with the Soulsborne thing, the only person to be angry with is yourself and that's not the healthiest.
1: Oh, no, no. It's worse when there's someone on the end. <laughs> Especially if they do these celebrations when they score like a 98-minute winner through some absolute <laughs> jank in the game. <laughs> at least in the game, at least in Bloodborne, you can only blame yourself because it's just you in there.
2: yeah. Yeah, you don't have some other prick celebrating.
1: Oh, oh. And it's worse if you play with a mic on as well. Never play with a mic on, people, never.
2: No, that sounds like hell, to be honest. I would, <laughs> I would
1: rather do literally anything else. Actually, just on the Bloodborne thing, like, mm. um I love the little, like, because I've played through it a little bit. Um But the way that people can okay. leave notes and, like, yeah. hints... But sometimes they'd be like useful hints, and yeah. other times it'll just be a prick. Than like, yeah, you know. oh yeah, walk through this dungeon. You're safe. You're safe, and then you get attacked by like fucking a werewolf with fucking fangs and shit. Like you know.
2: Yeah, no, I, there's some there's some quality trolling through the 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 messages in those games. It's my personal favorite is one that popped up a lot through Elden Ring, where anytime there was like any kind of animal present in the game world people just leave messages on the ground around it saying like, is this a dog? And they'd be like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like there's, there's one bit kind of in the swamp world. And when, when you're walking through it, there's just loads of these giant turtles and all, the, the ground is just littered with like, is this a dog? Is this a dog? A dog
0: I it's like a meme that exists only within the game. That's great. He's yeah. yeah, yeah, te- yeah. using this technology for, but I'm listening to, listen to this segue. Mmm. Fresh pizza. I did it. We're now talking about food.
2: You could have talked about how delicious turtles are.
0: I would never, <laughs> I would never eat a turtle. I, I couldn't do that. But apparently they are. I wouldn't do right? But amazing. yeah, there's those, that thing giant about turtles.
2: The, the giant turtles from the Galapagos that went extinct because the I think Charles Darwin's ex, expedition tried to bring samples back to the UK from the Galapagos and ended up eating them all on the ship and the species went ex, ex, uh, extinct as a result.
0: They literally couldn't help themselves. They were like, this time we're not going to eat them all on the journey. How many
2: turtles did he eat? Like, like all of them.
0: (laughs) As in every one of them.
2: As in every one of them, yeah. It's grim, but it's also hilarious. And I can't help but think, like, that must have been pretty good. It must have been pretty tasty.
1: What's, like, the the group term for, like, a bunch of turtles? Is there... A mule. A (laughs) mule? No, I don't know. (laughs) it should I'm be sure. like a darwin a turtle, or whatever Dar- yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: He, he should he should get the name now i uh i hope you have a bunch of food culinary i'm gonna use the word culinary culinary related mm. things to talk about gaming burning in your brains right now but i'm just gonna start off because when this idea was was uh, um said i my immediate thought was food and games and right crystal clear in my brain the term dumpster chicken is what <laughs> went into my head Because when I think of food in video games, I think of Streets Uh, of Rage. I'm going to need a bit of context there. Yeah, I'm getting there, Johnny. I'm getting there. This is it. This is the context. I think of Streets of Rage immediately. I think of kicking open a trash can and a, a succulent chicken or turkey or whatever it is being on the ground and you pick it up for full health. So in a weird way, yeah, these are kind of 90s teens, you know, gorging on, you know, maybe rotten food from a bin. But the lovely crispy sprite work, you know. Food and yeah. games for me represents health, you know, nutrition. That's that's what I think. What I think of food and games, but obviously, you,
1: no, you because you you brought that back. I I completely forgot about Streets of Rage and that chicken. <laughs> it looked good. That, like it looked <laughs> so good. Like yeah. Like I didn't I didn't even want to beat up people in that. I just wanted to beat up fucking <laughs> trash cans to get that roast chicken out of there, man.
0: It's like when you used to watch all the episodes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and like the cartoon pizza, and it always looks so nice. There's something about yeah. cartoon, cartoon food. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And I think in Streets of Rage, well, you can get a little. Is it an apple as well to get a little bit of health, or is it like mm-hmm. a little cake or something? And yeah, it goes apples. I think. it goes uh-huh, when, you, <laughs> <laughs> when you when you pick it up. So that's immediately where my mind went. But obviously, food would be a natural thing for video game developers in the early days to uh, associate with gaining health but obviously technology has marched on and, and there's many depictions of food and games so yeah. i'm just gonna throw it out like cast a wide net to both y'all like what do you got what do you got for this episode of fail of listening guys
1: <laughs> but i think even like if you even if you can go even back before streets of rage i mean like super mario like
0: there you go yeah
1: did, yeah did, like but what like you you like you eat this magic red mushroom and you get bigger. And it's like, what is that telling kids? It's like, go out into the field and like, (laughs) pick these delectable poisonous mushrooms, eat them and you'll like grow like double in size.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It is a a good kind of um, irresponsible. Like why, like why was it a mushroom? Why was it a mushroom? I don't know. I don't think there is any, it's one of those things where a lot of people I think kind of, you know, as I got older, I went, oh man, it's all a metaphor for a drug culture and so stuff. I actually don't think it is. I actually do no. think there's an innocence to Nintendo making Mario and have it all be mushrooms. I don't know why it is though. It's a really great question. Uh, I don't find them appetizing in the in the Mario. Games. No, I think they, they look they look sentient as well. No, are you fucking consuming on a, a living thing?
2: Are they just baby toads?
0: <laughs> and like, These are the questions. That's why we're doing this episode, man. We're hashing this out.
1: We need we need to get to the bottom of this. We need to ask the hard questions here, <laughs> but no. But look, look, they they do look tasty. They look tasty, and then I guess did Toad then form from the mushroom? I mean, Kevin, I think uh, you're a bigger Super Mario
0: aficionado than I am. What's the lore? Are you, are you asking him what the lore is? He's not going to know.
2: <laughs> no, he's absolutely not going to know. He
0: might. I don't.
2: <laughs> I don't want to think about it too much because because if there is a relationship between those mushrooms and Told, that's not
0: great <laughs> that's not good is it it's i mean it's, it's not do the mu- do no, the mushrooms got,
2: have f- but, faces on
0: them no but it's got the mushroom it's got the mushroom head
1: no the mushroom
3: they eyes. head no? yeah.
0: they have eyes yeah yeah they have yeah. eyes on the things yeah and speaking of food in mario games like if you're yoshi any motherfucker's food he yep. literally <laughs> just consumes sentient creatures and shits them out as eggs or maybe blows them back out as fire I know. I was maybe hoping you might come up with more high-brow things to talk about.
2: Uh, I got that in a minute. It's all good.
0: We've we've opened up a chest here, and I'm like, yeah, food in games is the kind of weirdly distant way Yoshi cannibalizes on other creatures of the <laughs> in, the, in the Mario games. Uh, Ditto Kirby. What Ditto Kirby. Exactly. Things. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, Her, yeah. Kirby's basically like a Jeffrey Dahmer type. He's a.
0: <laughs> What's that make Yoshi so? Who, like, who'd been in a fight between, who'd been in a fight, like?
2: Between uh, Kirby and Yoshi. Yoshi. and
0: Kirby. Kirby would open his mouth, Yoshi would stick out his tongue, and they'd just end up fucking. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> to, I'm sorry, I'm in a weirdly sexy mood. No, I'm not going to say sexy mood. I told you,
1: I told you, erotic novels, man.
0: Erotic <laughs> I'm novels. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm not going to, but I'm sure if I, if I wanted to find a Kirby, Yoshi, slash, <laughs> I, I think I could do it in seconds. The internet is vast.
2: I mean, yeah, you would have found it quicker than it took (laughs) you to say that sentence, I'd say. Um, But for the sake of the podcast continuing, maybe let's not.
0: No, no, no.
2: Yeah, so like food in video games is, like you said, Liam, it's something that I didn't really think about that much until Johnny brought up the idea as a possible topic. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, it's fucking everywhere in games, isn't it? Because it's like, we've talked about like, things where, where foods act as like buffs or, you know, restore your health or make Mario bigger and all that. But like food can serve as like a source of um, immersion in games. Like video games yeah, always absolutely. draw on absolutely. things from things from real life to sort of anchor you in the life of the character that you're playing. I'm thinking particularly of things like like a fishing mini, mini game. I don't fish. I never have fish, but imagine if you are a person who fishes and then you see a fishing mini game in the, the game that you're playing, you're kind of like, Hey, that's the thing that I do in real life. And like food and cooking is like the ultimate shorthand for that. Cause we all got to eat. Everybody eats. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody. I just, eats.
0: Ab- I just absorb sunlight like a plant. Oh,
2: that's <laughs> um, so all the synthesizing like, over there.
0: Yes, yeah. so That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so,
2: like, yeah. so games just have this thing where um, like it, it, your character has to eat presumably you know, it like, so when they do it's automatically you know anchoring you into their world in a little way you know um,
1: absolutely like uh, sorry to interrupt there but like no, you I just have... uh, you remind me uh, like of another like really really like game close to my heart I don't know if you've played it but um, Shamui Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And I have you're talking about the idea the idea of immersion. Like, you know, yeah. you start off the game and you're looking for the person that killed your father and you're, you're asking around the local town. You get your pocket money from your grandmother. You
0: know we're and the first thing
1: you do when you go into the town, <laughs> you see vending machines. Right?
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: you're able to get like um, a packet of potatoes and a can of Coke or whatever <laughs> soft drink you have there. And it it didn't really do anything. Like, it wasn't a help off or anything like that. But yeah. I guess it was just a novelty of putting money into the vending machine, pressing your button, and then the can is like rendered in your hand and you drink it. I spent obscene hours just buying this can of soda from a vending machine <laughs> and looking at the can. I'm like, <laughs> because, like, I think, yeah, because. I think Shenmue was definitely ahead of its time when it came out. I mean,
0: oh, for sure. I um, I, I love I love Shenmue. I, I I say Shenmue, but I'm not arguing with you here. I actually have no idea which one is right. But I um when Shenmue came out, tomato. Now, tomato tomato. Shenmue is kind of made fun of now nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. because it's it's ropey voice acting and just how kind of stiff and awkward it is. But at the time yeah. in 1990 in 1999. What I always say about that, I loved it. I had it it on the Dreamcast. What I say about that game is, there is a lot of games like giving you big fantasy adventures. You know, I was very much, you know, used to at that point of going to you know fiery mountains or deserts or deep dark caves, and I wasn't used to the mundane being kind of recreated Mm. in video games. And it's a great life simulator, and like exactly what you said, Johnny, the the joy of it is kind of. The small yeah. moments being recreated. Does that hold up well these days? Is it exciting anymore? Maybe not. But in 1999, the kind of textured world of a small Japanese town in the 1980s, the vending mm. machines, the, the little um, gotcha machines where, where you get the little toys out of, capsule oh, toys out of, going to yeah. an arcade within a game to play old Sega yeah. games. Stuff yeah. like that. And yeah, I think a big yeah. part of it would be the food, for, for sure. And like, I didn't even think of that. but And you're right. I don't think there was any gameplay benefit. It was just kind of the crunchiness of putting a coin into a vending machine and getting a pack of crisps in and rotating it in Ryu's hand, you know, and just, yeah. and just having a wee look at it. Like,
1: as as Kevin alluded to, it's, like, it's immersion, you know? Like, yeah, um, and, like, they could have easily, led, like, left that out because, obviously, look, it wasn't, like, uh completely necessary to advance the game or whatever, but Exactly. It like, it, uh, it helps with the immersion of the game and like you're talking about, you know, I think celebrating the mundane, like the d- yeah, there's the domestic- times in the game where you literally have to follow the clock. There's yeah. no, uh, like there's no button that you can press to wait six hours. Like you would do in uh, Skyrim. It's like, no, it's like you have to meet this person at eight o'clock at this bar. And it's like, oh, I've got like four hours to kill. So I'm going to go to the arcade or I'm going to go walk around. (laughs) Or the vending machine. yeah. And if
0: someone came at me and said, that's a huge negative. You literally have to stand around sometimes. I actually don't think I'd have much ammunition to kind of, you know, disagree with them. But I think you're right. The game is the quiet moments. That is what's lovely about it. It's it's the sense of place. It's being in it. Yeah, it is annoying to kind of go. Oh, I'm look, I'm going to use a sailors example because there's a bit in the game where you have to walk around the town going, "Do you know where sailors hang out?" Because he's looking for <laughs> he's looking for <laughs> yeah. sailors. Just really funny. No, but yeah, that, that, is, like that is the meme. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if a guy says to like, you, "Yeah, I know the bar. It's not open till nine p.m. and you're at <laughs> yeah. like one p.m. and you're like, All right, I've that's not good game design.' But yeah, I if you like being in that game, it's it's grand. It's grand. Like you know, it's, it's I guess it's, it's like,
1: like it like it definitely is the nostalgia now. Like you know looking yeah. back on us
0: if oh, yeah. if that was to come out now yeah like well Shenmue 3 came out it was crowdfunded and it made oh, no it made no leap yeah like it's it was yeah. it designed the exact same way that uh, the first one was in 1999 and people absolutely tore us under.
1: exactly yeah. because he like he didn't move with the times uh, of what that kind of game entailed now he was yeah. still living in the past of the game Ooh. design that he made for the first one you know um, which that, like, look, that was very disappointing. Like, that that was very disappointing.
0: But uh, That was in the Guinness Book of World Records. And it, it was in the Guinness Book of World Records in 1999 for the most expensive game ever made. Really? Yeah. It was, was like, really exciting at the time. Yeah. It was just, like, no, g- yeah. no game looked like You look at it now and it's, like, oh, look at these homunculi walking around <laughs> Japanese <laughs> was, streets in the no, 80s. No, like, it was... But it, 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 it was so... It was so... Uh, top of the range like it was prestige. it was a, it was dream it was dreamcast
1: like flagship yeah. game like i yeah, bought yeah. a dreamcast for that game
0: yeah and kev you're gonna love this uh, I, uh, resident evil 4 is often credited for it but i'm pretty sure shenmue was the first thing to do quick time events
2: yep that's a <laughs> that's a good old lasting legacy isn't it <laughs> great.
0: great i didn't great. expect to talk about shenmue in this episode i love shenmue i'm a big fan yeah big big fan
2: yeah and i was just gonna say that like on that sort of the the idea of games embracing the quiet moments um and using them to sort of draw you in to immerse you in it and particularly ones that are sort of centered around food um a game that i'd, I'd call out for it that i think does it really well is a game that i otherwise don't have a lot of time for and that's uh red dead redemption 2. okay when it comes to like oh the the hunting of the food and the like the long skinning anim- animations and the the slog of carrying it back to your horse i find all of that a bit time wasty but i don't know there's just something about the actual the, the cooking and the eating of the food around the campfire the sort of the the, the painstaking work that's gone into the animations it really i yeah. feel it really draws you into the scene it really kind of anchors you in that world
1: i think look like humans are primal like you know like you know we love <laughs> sitting around a campfire like you know
0: Eating food. Um, yeah.
1: and I think that's what is like so nice the way that you can just set up um your tent anywhere in the wilderness. Um, like whatever food you catch, you can cook it. Um and then it would obviously give you the buffs, but it's mm. you know, I guess it's nice to just even just to be able to chill out yourself. Yeah. As in like, you know, you'll just like, you know, have a cigarette or, you know, pour a drink and then you're eating with your Arthur Morgan inside in Red
0: Dead Redemption Dem- Dem- yeah. 2. You know?
2: <laughs> and maybe neither of you are truly alone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do- let's dovetail from food in gaming to smoking in gaming. Yeah. I think the best one is Deadly Premonition where your main character always smokes and has a cup of coffee.
2: you ever played Deadly Premonition? I haven't. I've heard great things about it. Here. <laughs> Wasn't
1: I telling you about that game? No. Deadly Premonition.
0: Are you trying to gaslight me on on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> Deadly Premonition is the one—the uh, old Xbox game, the 360 game. Where yeah, it's like, it's like Twin Peaks by way of Japan.
1: It is. It is one of my uh, all-time favorite games. Oh, like oh, I got I it for I got what? it for free on um, PlayStation Plus.
3: Nice.
1: Um, and I was like, Jesus, this is really janky. I put it on, but <laughs> yeah. the opening cutscene where he's there smoking a fag and. <laughs> He's got this monologue going on, talking to himself. And I'm like, oh, all right, what's this? What a game.
0: F.K. in
1: the coffee. In the coffee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's a fish in the percolator.
0: Unfortunately, then, it's, <laughs> unfortunately, then the sequel came out and I had really ropey trans stuff in it, and then It's not so fun to talk about anymore. But that's kind of Shen Yu-esque in a way, Johnny, as well. I think I think we're zoning in on the fact that this is a perfect topic for you. Because you seem to really like games that just have, to for lack of a better word, the vibe. You know, and, and Red yeah. Dead 2, With Red Dead 2, one of its greatest strengths, because it has a lot of weaknesses, I think. One of its greatest strengths as well is the vibe. It is a very Absolutely. vibey game.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, look, I uh, we were talking earlier in the episode about Final Fantasy sixteen
2: um,
1: <laughs> yep. and Final Fantasy fifteen. You know, one
2: hundred percent.
1: Yeah, of
0: course we were going to get to it. Of course we were. You know,
1: like you basically, <laughs> yeah, you play, you play as Green Day going around in a car <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and and
0: one, and one of your Green Day members is just a fucking sexy chef.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ignis, God Ignis, my man, like you know, like
0: I've you come have up, him coming through recipe. the cut,
1: man, like dropping ten out of ten meals, like Michelin starred, like you know. But yeah, it's Ignis, Ignis but, will get it exactly. But exactly, like look, they're like they rendered all the food there, like yeah, mm. like the food and like. Look, I don't know how many uh, dishes you can make in it, but you can make a lot of dishes. Over awesome. absolutely, stuff, yeah. absolutely yeah. beautifully. Like
0: that game took fucking ten years to make. How much of that time and effort was the most lovingly rendered food I've ever seen in a video game? Like you sometimes like the beautiful graphics in that game. It still looks great yeah. um, all these years later. But you you get a you get a bad texture on a wall or a door or something. That's Final Fantasy VII remake had that as well. No. But not yeah. on the food, man. There's food a bit of texture problem.
1: I reckon. I reckon a good nine years was uh, done for the food, and then they just they just packaged the game around it. You know.
0: I yeah, think, I, think- I, 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 I didn't have a PlayStation Four. Um, what was better one called? A premium? What's, what's it called again? PS4 yes, Pro was it or? Thank you. <laughs> I knew yeah. it was a P. And uh, so maybe this doesn't happen on a Pro, but sometimes Ignis would pop the meal down, and the textures wouldn't be on it. But it, that almost made it better because within a second the texture popping would kick in and then the like, most beautiful food would just <laughs> the street. It actually made it better. It was actually an almost accidental kind of um, yeah, aesthetic flourish yeah. that like I liked. The, <laughs> it's like the, the
2: the food fight scene from Hook. You had to sort of you had, you had to imagine the food. Yeah, into imagine <laughs> <laughs> I used to get hungry in
0: some of the, some of the uh, some of It was absolutely delicious. Oh, yeah. I, like, I'm, without it was absolutely delicious.
1: I would legit like salivate when he'd be making the meals there. Like, you know, he'd even like just make a cup of noodle or whatever, you know? And Mm. like, oh, I'm like, I need some noodles right now. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you've played Project Zomboid.
2: No. What's this? Oh, no.
1: So if you think uh, it's basically like The Sims 1, but you're in a zombie apocalypse. Okay you have my attention and you are landed like um you pick your map or whatever you know um and you landed in just a random house mm-hmm. and first thing you do is like you search around you look for any food or whatever like you know but it was a kind it was a game that i was been playing recently um it's kind of been pushed to the wayside with final fantasy 16 but mm-hmm. the the like the level of depth with that game, when it comes to food, is ridiculous. Like, if you, like, you you can find, like, uh, non-perishables, like, you know, tins yeah. of soup, whatever, but you're not, you can't eat it unless you find a can opener. Okay. So, if you have it and you don't have a can opener, tough shit. You can't open it until you find a can opener. And then you can cook your food. You can cook all types of food. And, it's so in depth that you even set the dial on your oven, so you oh, set really? 180 <laughs> degrees, 190 yeah. degrees. Um, if you want to make a stew, you need a pot and you need mm. a spatula. And you need everything. If you don't have it, then you're not able to cook it, and then you can only add ingredients once you've started the cooking process. The same way that you do if you're making a stew, you know. Yeah, you gotta, you you gotta, you gotta up preheat your the pan or whatever. Yeah. You add the vegetables and all that, but then. Um, what it does is obviously look it it adds it gives you hunger, but it also takes down your boredom. And okay. It's yeah. and it, and it and it gets so in depth as in like why I liken it to The Sims is that you can um, find books around and you read them and then you will increase your cooking. You can increase your cooking by watching the TV, um, but you can't watch the TV at night. If it's too loud the zombies will hear you and they'll break in, you know? I really um, like that. that.
2: That sounds really cool. Like, like um...
1: the game the game is ridiculously in depth. Like it's so in depth that um say uh if you smash a window mm-hmm. to go into break into a house, you have to actually clear out the glass from when you break it. If you go in uh to a broken window, you will cut yourself and you start bleeding and you'll have to get bandages and stuff. Um, yeah, but it's it sounds, yeah. Really it's like that's a it? very simple way of describing it. It's basically The Sims with zombies.
2: Yeah, that sounds fascinating. Is is that on consoles or is it a is it a PC release? Or? I've
1: I've been playing it on uh, my Steam Deck. Steam Deck, okay. Cool. Um, so definitely check like, that out. It's usually like it'll use you on the Steam sales. You get it kind of cheap. Yeah, um, but it's very, very, very interesting. Like when you when you first start off, uh, you die like constantly yeah constantly but then you just start getting a hold of the systems getting a hold of how to actually go about the world and then it becomes like you get really in-depth in it if you go like you know 10 days without dying you actually feel like a superhero you know like yeah you feel like maybe i could actually survive as one being apocalypse you know
0: (laughs) yeah that's how i feel when i play video games if i do a thing Oh my God, I just shot an RPG into that clock tower. Maybe I could do that. Oh my God, Jill Valentine just played Moonlight Sonata. Maybe I could do that on the piano.
2: Yeah, The worst one for me of of that sort of thing recently, and this is genuinely sincere, is like spending way too much time playing Power Wash Simulator and then like getting on my phone to look at like, what would I need to do to become a professional power washer? I mean, I could definitely do this. This is very, very cathartic. And then just like completely like, removing myself from the reality of the situation which would be you know dirty and disgusting and tiring and just an awful time but it's like yeah this thing is really relaxing i could do this for a living what were you playing that on i'm playing on the xbox it's on game pass um oh, okay. I yeah. really love it, man. It's... no
1: i've heard it's like genuinely like fun like is this like
2: it is yeah yeah it's, it's the thing where if i want to play video games but i don't know what i want to play or i don't want to play anything too engaging i'll like i'll, I'll yeah. throw on a podcast and play that at the same time and it's just really relaxing. Like it's just, just good shit.
0: Sometimes I'd be playing a game like Uncharted or something, and I'd be, you know, shimmying up a pole, and I'd be thinking, God, I wonder, could I shimmy up a pole like that? Then I get to, a loading, <laughs> I, then I get to a loading screen, and I see my own fucking reflection in the TV, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> covered in Haribo packets, yeah. and just like dead glazed yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you
2: know? yeah. The, the black mirror is kind to no one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Covered in Cheeto. Oh, the, the Steam Deck is the worst for that, especially because you're at an angle as well. Oh God! You yeah, <laughs> can see it about, four, see it about yeah. four chins looking back at the DS, life, you. The
0: know? DS, the DS with its dual screens, was a killer for that. Actually, that's another. <laughs> I nice. So remember that. That's just unlocked to memory there. Actually, that the, the, the DS would fuck you up sometimes if you had south, if you had self image issues. <laughs> <laughs> this was another one uh, that we inevitably have to talk about. Is the Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Of course, the two new ones, the, the the newest ones in the main series, Breath of the Wild and Tears of Kingdom, are all about that food. They love it. Mm. Yeah, big, big, big mechanics cooking. And I've said this before. I don't want to be a sport. I love it all in terms of how vibey and cool it is. But I actually don't really like cooking in Breath of the Wild. So I don't know if I'm Tears of Kingdom. So I don't know if I'm the best person to kind of jump into this.
2: Yeah, I'm really torn on it because I I love all of the art that they've done for it. I love the yeah. mm. I think it's sort of mechanically, I think it, it ties together a lot of stuff we've talked about from the different games in that it sort of, it has the the aesthetic um, of food that we've talked about from other games. It has like mechanical buffs and things. Um, so you're incentivized to do it. Uh, there is that, that sort of gameplay element where it's not just something you put together in a menu where you do have to have like a fire and a cook pot and you take the time to actually cook the food. Yeah, um, yeah. But I just absolutely fucking hate the actual act of doing it. It just takes so long. And I wish it didn't, but I love everything else about it.
0: And even in Tears of the Kingdom as well, Link hums old Zelda music as he's cooking. Yeah. That was like a new added thing that he he hums tunes from throughout the series. So I'm I'm with you. I love it all. I think it's so cozy. And I can see why, you know, you can clean that up mechanically. Mm. But I can almost see why yeah. they didn't why they didn't. I think the developers want the steps to it. They want it to feel kind of, you know, uh, domestic and kind of nice, but that kind of makes it a little bit tedious. I always kind of dread anytime I have to do it. I ho- I, I kind of push it off for as long as possible.
1: Like I haven't played I haven't played the new one, but uh <laughs> I there's something cute about when uh like
0: that's the word, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they,
1: no but like they uh even making the fire, you have to you get like um the flint, isn't it? And then you strike it with yeah. your
0: sword. yeah there's several ways to do it that's one of them, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And there's like different ways of doing it as well, like you know. So I think it's uh, quaint.
0: The only, the only, the only, food, the only meal I can relate to is dubious food. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I've made um, that a lot in real life. Oh God, I haven't made a, a Hylian shroom skewer, but I've made a dubious food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and when you make a dubious food, and that like that little that sound.
2: Like oh yeah. That is like, yeah, like, yeah!
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the the yeah, sound of the game
2: being disappointed in you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh it's like how you can't cook a meal uh, in The Sims without burning the house down. Like you can be making toast. <laughs> yeah, but no, you need like a level three cooking <laughs> skill. <laughs> like,
0: do you know that's another? Do you know another Nintendo game that just jumped into my mind there? That's like Johnny said, they're very succ- succ- succinctly cute. Yeah. In terms of, um, it also has one of my favorite. Um, success screens in like in terms of like a big um block of writing that comes up in the screen like you win in in gaming which is a fire emblem three houses oh yeah in which you can bring you can bring your students um um you're a teacher you're a teenage teacher (laughs) and uh, you have to hang out with your students in the downtime and you can bring them out for um tea time and uh you can just it's very wholesome and nice and there's something very just like aesthetic about it it's yeah. Horribly twee anime, so you gotta yes. you gotta be able to swallow that. But if you can, <laughs> if you can, it's just something so adorable about it. And if you say all the right prompts, he gives like three prompts. They're kind of just like setting the mood in the conversation. If you get them all right, at the end of it, in Golden Writing, it comes up on the screen: "Perfect tea time." And I'm just like, "Yay, <laughs> hey, I won! Not in life, but I'm in, in the game. I'm doing perfect tea time."
2: <laughs> yeah. So, That's that. That is really satisfying. All right, um, <laughs> way more than it should be, because like, like the other part of Fire Emblem is you know these like uh, long drawn out tactical battles where you have you know permadeath, and if if you fuck up, like one of these teenage kids that you've been building this rapport with and having tea with, you can just get them permanently killed. Um, and yes, yeah. like the feeling of success at finishing a fight is nothing compared to that golden perfect tea time. That's when you know you've made it.
0: <laughs> this this might be the most pathetic thing I've ever said on this podcast, and this is in the oh. same episode where I've twice talked about video game characters' nudity and them fucking and stuff like that. But um there's a time skip halfway through um, um, Fire Emblem Three Houses, so by the end of it, all your characters aren't teenagers anymore. I have to say that outright. Yeah. All right, there's um you can choose a love interest in Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I had decided which one I was gonna you know romance you know just you know arbitrarily almost and I changed it almost in the last minute because I fell for another character I was like no this isn't right I'm gonna get with this girl instead and it was the only time ever in a game that I actually followed my heart and not my brain with that kind of thing because it was always a distance you know they're not real people I don't usually yeah. care and um I'm gonna edit this out <laughs>
2: <laughs> no I
0: don't I don't think you are
2: I don't no, think you are no, no, was, was it was no. there one tea time that was just more perfect than the rest
0: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't so perfect with her, no? That's the thing. You just sit there and you go like, you know, all these other ones are called perfect tea time, but I knew in my heart that there really was just one perfect tea time (laughs) that was truly perfect, and that was with her, you know. And it's like true to life as well, man, you know? Dubious. (laughs) Dubious food. Yeah. Dubious food at perfect (laughs) tea time. (laughs) The duality of man.
2: (laughs) From, from, From dubious food to tastiest food. Ooh, what nice do you think that's, is, that's is the, yeah what do you think is the <laughs> tastiest looking food in a video game because food like the aesthetics of food in games can be difficult if they go we did, to,
0: we've done final fantasy
2: yeah yeah just like if they go for photorealism and fall short you get this sort of uncanny valley thing where it looks uh, you know at best unappetizing or at worst completely fake and then if they go for like super stylized arty stuff it can look mm. really nice but not necessarily tasty you know so i think Final Fantasy Fifteen has come up for all three of us there. Do you think, is is that the pinnacle? It's
0: I know, the one that jumps to my head, man. It's definitely yeah. the one that jumps to my head when you, when you ask that question. Yeah, if we were yeah. talking
2: about movies, I have my answer locked and loaded, ready to go. And that is uh, Spirited Away. Just everything in Spirited Away is the tastiest food
0: of all time. Studio Ghibli is very good for that. And if you want, and in, in that you get to see lovely kind of, you know, Japanese food, noodles and stuff. But if you want the other side of that, Kev, Howl's Wolfing Castle is amazing for english breakfasty type food eggs and bacon oh. and grills and stuff of like that it's absolutely like stunningly <laughs> recreated but in, it's in like, animation it's
1: it's not even like the the finished food but like the the process that they show of making the food as well yeah like miyazaki just like as an absolute master like you know
0: one yeah, of my absolute one of my absolute one of my absolute favorite movies of all time oh oh it's one of those hey look listen moments when we start talking about movies instead of video games and mess with hey look having. digression <laughs> one of my absolute favorite movies of all time is a studio ghibli movie called only yesterday it's one of the ones that's brought up less and there's this is, isn't even about food i don't know why i'm digressing but um it's just what you said there johnny about how i know studio ghibli like in the cooking of that beautiful food almost like the animation is almost more vivid in real life because of the process of recreating an animation almost kind of, you know, puts more emphasis on it. And yeah. in, in, um, in only yesterday, there's a lot of very kind of quote unquote, perhaps mundane scenes of people um, harvesting safflower. that it's, it's about, it's set in the farm, but just because it's recreated so lovingly in animation, Ooh. it's just so heightened. And it, I, I I think if you were watching that it would in live action, it would just be like dry like a documentary, but there's something beautiful about the mundane recreating animation. I think, oh, I can kind of fit it in Jigsaw-wise. I think games can do that as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah, I think if I was to give a, an alternative answer to Final Fantasy Fifteen, one one that's kind of popped up, talking about the sort of the beauty in the mundane, is um, I think, Johnny, you've definitely played this as well, Persona 5, specifically oh. um, Sojiro's uh, coffee and curry, Combination, yeah. like I've never had a cup Dot of coffee curry. and a bowl of curry at the same time.
0: Is but, that a thing?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: it is. It's a thing in Japan, anyway. Well, but, it does um, it right.
1: does wonders for you, though. It does wonders for you. Yeah, in that
2: game anyway, yeah, that game anyway and I assume in real life it'll clear out what ails you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is if you talk about something that's lovingly prepared um, and beauty in the small moments. Yeah, the, the coffee and curry in Persona Five is definitely a highlight.
0: And would you? Give that same credit to the giant burger you have to eat to increase your guts.
2: I actually really like that that mechanic. It's in <laughs> it's in four as well, and that sort of that the yeah. the food challenge that you have to attempt several times to 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 buff your social stats. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'd yeah. Have, yeah. I'd have a big bang burger for you.
0: yeah that's a big bang burger. <laughs> and it's it's funny like what what happened, you know, just naturally while talking about the subject. I was like look at the games he ended up bringing up. It's Persona Five. It's Shenmue. It's yeah. Um, it's Deadly Premonition. It's Red Dead Redemption. Just uh, yeah. I guess the ones the games that we think s- seem to have the best food are the ones that really are kind of um, these textured worlds, these vibey worlds, yeah. you know.
1: But I guess it's it's funny as well, like because we like we talk about okay, food giving you a buff and um, you know like serving a need, but. Mm. Uh, if you think of like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas like yeah. where if you eat too much and you don't and oh, you're yeah, driving I, around all the time you will literally get fat that's
3: right yeah that's
1: and like people will I say to one, you yeah. as well like dog, you put on some weight there man like get get out of clock and Bell my man like you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> I for a second there thought you were going to make a very risque joke about the food in Grand Theft Auto being prostitutes or something like that the health items <laughs> And I was on the edge of my seat, and then you just took it in a completely reasonable direction and a very insightful one.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm a bit worried about where your heads at today, Liam. That's. A... I don't yeah, know. I, actually, are, I, don't,
0: I don't. I do not know. I do not know why I'm bringing this energy to Johnny's first episode.
1: <laughs> like, like, am I a cannibal? Like eating
0: prostitutes <laughs> here? Like. No, I just because we were talking about health items being food, <laughs> and then you granted thought on health items are women. So, in a way, that is a sentence I'll never finish.
1: <laughs> so, I think we have about 20 minutes of usable content here, if we uh, <laughs> no, edit no, out no, all no. of it. The-
0: Absolutely not. But I will turn to the dark side, if you, if you don't mind, for a second, and talk well, about mm-hmm. something I consider a bit negative, and that's um, product placement. Because yeah. that's a part of it, too. And we talked about Final Ooh. Fantasy earlier on, Final Fantasy is particularly, and that has, I think horribly embarrassing (laughs) product placement in it and i know despite the fact that like all the other food foods their cup noodle is a cup noodle cup noodle yeah the cup noodle in the game is lovingly rendered (laughs) so i I, and graphically impressive but come it's so embarrassing to see a fucking final fantasy game and it's just like noctis i have a mission for you we need to create the perfect pot noodle i'm like what is this actually really (laughs) happening and then and we've got to you can go kill a giant crab or a giant like behemoth to decide if you want to have beef and um, or or prawns, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's funny to talk about, but isn't it just so, yeah, it turkey? It's a
1: bit like, on the nose. Yeah. But yeah. I would argue, though, I mean, that it is a, like, I don't know, like, I don't know uh, what the most popular noodle is in Japan. Maybe it is the most popular one. Hmm. So it doesn't seem quite egregious in that...
0: It's a fantasy it's world, set though. set in
1: Japan or whatever. It's now, you Japan. Cup noodle.
0: <laughs> it's not set in Japan. It's set it? in some wild... No, it's set in some fantasy world with monsters and magic. and It's Final Fantasy, Johnny. Ah. Not, set... not set in, like, Nippon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair, fair, fair. I stand corrected. I think the most egregious, though, when you talked about product placement was uh, Death Stranding.
2: Yeah, yeah I was going to bring it shows, up if someone else didn't. Show. I do yeah. think... Like, as cringy as cringy as the side quest in Final Fantasy 15 is, the Death Stranding yeah. product placement is the worst. Yeah. It's so yeah. bad. Like,
0: I've always found Monster Energy Drink just sort of embarrassing anyway. I don't I think I'm <laughs> just slightly too old for it, you know. Because I do have some younger friends uh, <laughs> really? who are like who do drink it and do associate it with gaming, unironically, and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what are you doing? Fucking monster! Just, I I hated it. just this this drink that their whole marketing was you know like game refuel and stuff like that and I just sort of hate the fact that it was in the, it's not in Death Stranding anymore is it? Removed,
2: no, I think like the that. the director removed cushion. it. Yeah. yeah,
1: maybe the license ran out. They weren't paying enough.
2: Yeah, mm. did they remove the product placement for that fucking Norman Reedus TV show?
0: <laughs> what was that a <laughs>
2: Like at, at the time that the game came out, Norman Reedus had a TV show on AMC in the states called Ride, which was just him. Like going on <laughs> motorbike rides, and every now and then, when you got on a motorbike in the game, Norman Reedus would just go, "This is a smooth
0: ride." Should be on right? Norman Reedus on AMC. You're like, "What God!" <laughs> and we're like, "Hideo Ko- Hideo Kojima, what a genius! What a master! What a modern auteur!" And then, we just, and then that is also in his games. You know?
2: yeah. God, <laughs> still- Man's got to pay the bills. I don't begrudge him it, but uh, it is he actually doctors. does no, these no, does these yeah.
0: yeah. um,
1: that is true. But I better, I better not see a Monster Energy drink in the new one, man.
0: Yeah, hopefully I better not is. see another Monster Energy drink. There will be something else that will be just equally as fucking bad. Do you know? It'll be a,
1: like a Domino's pizza, you know? You have to deliver Domino's pizza the first. Oh, that's, first that's entirely
2: possible, all right, yeah.
1: Papa John's. <laughs> Papa John's in the wasteland.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the wasteland, thanks.
0: <laughs> I I think product placement is quite insidious towards um younger humans, which in some yep. naked words are called children. And <laughs> I, I I say this because I know because I was a young human, and I remember. Any of you boys ever played a game called Cool Spot?
2: Yeah, absolutely on the Mega Drive.
0: No, I've never played this. Cool no Spot was this. like it was the age of you know the the two the D platform two D character platform was reigned. Every company wanted to create their Mario or their Sonic. So there was a litany of them. There was Bubsy. Uh, there was other ones. Um, Acro, the Acro, the Acro the Acrobat. I'm sorry, I thought I had more ready there. I, I stumbled for a moment. The chief, chief among them would have been Cool Spot, who was, you know, 90s as fuck. He was a red circle with arms and legs and sunglasses. And I thought he was really cool because I was a 90s kid and it was the 90s. And I wanted any platformer game. But Kev, go on. Reveal what is Cool Spot, Kev.
2: Coolspot is is the red circle from Seven Up bottles.
0: He sure fucking is. He's the red circle off of Seven Up bottles, come alive. <laughs> and in the game, you collected Seven Up as health. And I, you know, when you're a kid, you know you're new, you're fresh to the world. And I'm talking kid, kid, mega drive. I would have been four and five. Mm. You just it. It's normal to see the things that you know in places. So I did kind of go, oh man, Coolspot picks up Seven Up. I know Seven Up. I drink that. My mom gives me dead Seven Up when I'm I'm sick. This is cool. I want Seven Up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It totally works, and it's <laughs> and it's insidious. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Was that a good game? I remember it being good, but I also would have been you know small and stupid. So what nah, do I know? It, ha-
0: it has a bit more. It, it, it's it's a bit better than your average kind of you know non-successful platform of the time. It's not the dregs, but I. I don't think it's very good you know there's a sense of weight to movement it has good animation for a mega drive yeah. game like which is so weird about it because it's so so it's a solace um product placement game it's it's better than it needs to be but i think if you put it on now Kev, i think you you barely get through level one before you just noped out of it i think yeah probably and there was another one at the time as well and like jesus I, I'm, I'm you know I, I have my computer right here in front of me i could easily look it up but i'm not going to but it was a mcdonald's one and that one was much kind of less obvious it was it almost like Cool Spot seems from the ground up. <laughs> let's build a 7-Up game, which yeah. someone said in a boardroom at one point. You know, hope that person's dead. Sorry. But um, <laughs> the the, Mc, the McDonald's one seemed like a game that existed that retroactively had McDonald's attached to it because you were two kids in kind of green swamp-ish, a green swamp-ish world who had hmm. these kind of squirter guns that shot slime. It was a slime-themed game, which is it was very weird. But outside of that, all the pickups were McDonald's products. All, like, the energy things were, like, just like McDonald's. So that was a re- I can't remember what it's called. This is, let's say it's called uh, Grimace's Goo. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm- laughs> no, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> but it was, it was that weird dichotomy of, like, having a slimy-ass game. you think, why would McDonald's want their food in it? But, um...
2: Yeah, yeah. thats that sounds to I'm me like a, they, I'm
1: surprised McDonald's haven't weaselled their way into more games these days you know
0: yeah 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 for sure like is there any, can you think of any other ones or, or, or is at the gamut I'm sure there's many more the,
1: like I've, I've ever seen a super egregious one uh, playing Madden oh, yeah. okay so yeah uh Kevin I know you you you're you're a fan of NFL oh, exactly. um, Liam I'm not too sure whether you but you know, no. like the State Farm ads with I'm, like I'm an ally. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Sorry, did you just describe yourself as an ally? <laughs>
0: yeah, to NFL fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I will always support you and I'll defend you.
1: Mutual defend, support. I <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm. Uh... But uh, if you like, if you watch uh, like you know the Sunday night football or whatever, like you know they have the State Farm ads, which are like. Mm basically like health insurance and they have like you know patrick mahomes and they have like their brand guy that he's like he's in all the episodes and Mm. there's a scene when you're going through uh your kind of career in like the madden game and there is a state farm store that you walk into and uh the guy is there and he's basically talking to you about state farm health insurance Oof. And um, that's it. Uh,
0: that's yeah, that's and hollow,
1: wasn't it? they would have like they would have um like you'd have uh you'd like get whatever deal you want or whatever, like they'd have Nike or they'd be like, Oh, you got the Nike deal, like here's your Nike shoe and it's like oh god, it's like this is just basically an ad now, like you know, and it would even get yeah. so egregious that it would have it would have ads while you're playing the game on like the screen. So when it goes to halftime, it's like, oh, this is your halftime brought to you by mm. I don't know, some soft drink or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I blanked it out of my mind. And it's just like yeah. oh just so well, so. You're better off
2: that means the advertisers haven't won if you don't remember what it was.
1: Yeah, good point.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I just always skip through them. I'm just like, no, not watching. Yeah,
2: this. I suppose one place where like um, that sort of advertising or product placement, or or you know, big air quotes, partnerships, is massive. And one place, it's presumably super effective. It's one place that I've never been, and that is Fortnite. Yeah. You're constantly seeing like oh. mo- movie tie-ins. Um, you see mm-hmm. artists performing gigs in Fortnite, or like brand tie-ins and things. And that's like, that's explicitly just targeting kids like that is really insidious. I
1: remember Travis Scott had a gig Mm. and like, he was like, he was basically rendered as a giant.
0: I thought it was pretty cool though. I don't know. Like You you battled with yourself there for a moment. You're like, no, actually this was awesome. (laughs) No, actually. (laughs) Well, guys, we talked about food today. And I talked about sex accidentally a lot. I'm sorry about that. I apologize to the viewers and my fellow guests. Actually, I found because of that, because we talked about food and I talked about that, I found an an elegant way to end this.
2: Oh, I'm excited. It's a question I'm
0: going to throw to both of you. It's a question I'm going to throw to both of you, um, just as a little ending. Uh, Do you know where to find a girl's cool spot?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I really didn't know where that was going to go. And somehow it was worse than I feared. (laughs)
0: I actually don't have a writing team.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they'd be on strike now, anyway.
0: <laughs> but for reels, reels though, before we go, does anyone have any other? Because f- I don't think we'll ever do a food episode again. Is there anything else worth covering in the world uh, of food and video games?
1: I mean, I'm sure there's probably going to be things that we've missed.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those things we like shit which I didn't is, talk yeah. about this. Yeah,
2: yeah, I suppose one thing, one thing that we haven't talked about um, that I, I probably we probably don't need to is. You know, the sort of the, the more simulation side of things, things like cooking sim um, games. Cooking where, with Mama. Where, or cu- Cooking, Mama. cooking yeah, Mama, yeah. Cooking Mama, yeah. Cooking Mama, yeah. Yeah, games where, yeah. where no, like, the, the, the cooking is the game, you know? Um, anybody have any experience yeah. with those?
0: Uh, I played uh, Cooking Mama on the DS. I never yeah. owned it, but I played it. Cooking Mama, dinner with friends, it used to say at the beginning.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, uh... you, you happy with that voice you did there?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's done now.
2: Yeah.
1: So, like, uh, who, like, what is Cookie Mama?
0: It's basically kind of like a little cartoon chef's lady, and she gives you recipes, and you have to make it. it you have to make things under pressure, under time, and it's just like uh, throwing this ingredient here, putting the oven on here, and you're doing it with the stylus and the DS. It's been on different consoles as well, so I'm sure it's not just the stylus and the DS. Yeah, actually, shock we didn't bring up Overcooked, actually, Kev. That's another game uh, I really. No, like, yeah, because I was just food. about to bring that up. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Overcooked uh, is wonderful
1: that's game, a very it? fun game, but it's also very <laughs> infuriating.
0: You'll, yeah. yeah, lose you lose friends and family playing that game.
1: Yeah, there's uh, like, have you played Cooking Simulator? Like, I've no, kind of I have seen the reviews of it, and it's apparently it's very bad. Because oh, no. I was, I kind of was tempted to play it, but yeah, it didn't get the best reviews, um, so I just kind of avoided it.
2: Yeah, if it um, shows up on Game Pass, I'll give it a look, but I'm not paying money for it.
1: Right, and then there's another. Uh, there's another game i was like doing a bit of research or whatever um it's like you make your own restaurant yeah and it looked kind of simmy or whatever but you basically kind of build up to make your own michelin-starred restaurant and you can either you know you can go for the, the three michelin stars or you can just have you know like a little quaint local bistro you know that so you can like source your own ingredients and like you know yeah, cook it the way you sense. want and hire your own staff and set up the restaurant and stuff. So I might mm, I might try that out soon if it goes on. Yeah, sale. That's,
2: that sounds like a good time.
0: I do think it's interesting though that we're at the tail end of the episode now and we're kind of you know oh we didn't talk about the games that are overtly about food like overcooked and whatever <laughs> and when we taught when so when we talked about food and games it really was like sitting around a campfire and red dead smoking with coffee in uh in yeah. deadly premonition and just yeah the to reuse the word again the vibes i do think that's i, I generally think that's interesting
1: yeah absolutely like yeah I, think, I guess it's just like i have no interest in actually like you know setting up a restaurant and you know having to go through the labor of cooking like you know like cooking simulator where you have to slice the the onions yourself and all that kind of stuff i'm like nah nah just let Arthur morgan cook his steak and i'll watch him exactly yeah sounds good to me (laughs)
0: like
1: mukbang (laughs) exactly
2: Exactly (laughs) like mukbang mukbang. i think that's that's the real takeaway from this is don't play video games just mukbang
0: (laughs) (laughs) johnny did you enjoy your time on halo glisten
2: very, very, very
1: enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Um, who knew you can get over an hour talking about food and video games?
0: Well, yeah. Well, thanks so much for um, coming up with the topic idea as well because that was great. I really enjoyed that, and I actually, I actually love where discussion went on that episode. Kev, did you enjoy having Johnny on? You can live if you want. Nah.
2: <laughs> no, I did. I did. It was an absolute pleasure to, to, to ed, 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 chat with ed ed in a Editing the yarder. Yeah, and was, it, it's been a lot of fun. Um, it was a really good topic. I think we um, yeah. we took it in a couple of weird directions, and that was you know really sorry. enjoyable. Yeah, mostly you. Yeah. yeah,
0: sorry, I'm a bit hungover today. Too, to be honest, mm. that's, that's a part of it. To be honest, That's a part of it. But uh, my name was Liam Sheehan. I was joined here by Kevin O'Carroll and our special guest Johnny Wong. Thank you so both for joining us. And people, listeners, join us next time. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye. Peace.